This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. And you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch into another night of fun and excitement here. 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Well, the FLDS situation continues to develop, and not in a positive way for for anybody, really, except for the state government people who are achieving more and more, they're uh, accumulating more and more power to themselves as a result of what they've done to these poor people who've never hurt another person, poor people, uh, that really they don't deserve this kind of treatment. What's happening is uh, in Texas, as you know, about a month ago, the Texas government people, uh, the authorities, as some would call them, went into the FLDS compound, Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They went into uh, their so-called compound and stole over 400 children. They kidnapped 400 children from their parents simply because they received a phone call. Now, the phone call was anonymous. They, uh, well... I guess anonymous isn't the right term. The phone call was a hoax. hoax. The phone call claimed to be someone, and turns out that someone didn't actually exist. So the call was allegedly from a 16-year-old girl who was being abused by her father or something like that in the, the FLDS compound. And it was that phone call that spurred, supposedly spurred the police to raid the entire compound with you know battering rams and, and don't SWAT forget, teams the phone call didn't come into the police it came into like a, a an abused woman shelter abused uh, abuse That's shelter um, in town so you know they, they were it's secondhand uh, uh, abuse reporting exactly exactly so uh, so again they uh, they went in and they stole these children then they took them all away and they allowed the mothers to come with the children for a short while. At a certain point, they then kicked the well, mothers, most all some, of them out. It, it was just children under the age of five, and then, uh, but it, I, I believe, and then, um, and then they were kicked out, and then it was uh, children yeah, under one. That's true. So they uh, they they whittled down the amount of mothers allowed to stay with their own children uh, after a, a short period of time, and at this point, they're only really allowing mothers who are under the age of eighteen or mothers who are who have children under the age of one year to stay with their children. So very few, very few of them at this point have that ability. Uh, and, of course, we've uh, we've already read a story about the, the awful conditions that these kids are being kept in. Normally when a CPS goes to, to take kids to kidnap some children, they have somewhere to take them because they're only taking a couple of kids at a time. Mm-hmm. They've never taken hundreds of them right. at one given time. So Now they're keeping them someplace called a coliseum, is that right? Yeah, some well, some of know, them are being kept in someplace called a coliseum. Yeah, you know, they've got to be treated like uh, hurricane evacuees or, or detainees. They or are disaster like evacuees. Well, the, the disaster was completely government-created. Right, it's the state. Yeah. The disaster that is the Texas state government. So that all happened, and of course there was a courtroom thing going on uh, throughout some of this, and the, the judge has decided, apparently, according to KUTV.com, not only has she uh, she ordered these parents to get DNA tests because the state government people are very upset that they can't just dig through some paperwork and figure out whose kid is what because they uh, they don't have the paperwork for these kids. 
So they're frustrated because they have to, in order to do their paperwork and figure their stuff out, they have to determine paternity. They And that's a difficult process. You're dealing with hundreds of children who are especially. They don't even know their own parents. Yeah, right. in this particular religion, uh, apparently the church leaders get to decide if a uh, if if a man is out of favor for some reason that his family gets moved over to some other guy. Right, right. So you could Very be daddy stuff. one day, and then the next day someone else could be daddy. Then, so, then you'll go to hell if you call daddy daddy at that point. So I I guess many of the kids don't even know who their own real father is. So they're having trouble with all that, but it, but it doesn't end there. It's bad enough that these poor people have been. Not only had their children stolen from them and held out as, uh, you know, the carrot on the stick, if you will, and that they're jumping through the hoops that these government people put up in front of them, but now they're really being asked to make a choice. And here it is. Again, KUTV.com. Abandoning their religion and husbands may be the only way that FLDS mothers will be reunited with their children. Texas officials issued new rules Thursday that dictate what the mothers will have to do before the state will return the 464 children. The plan says that the mothers will have to prove they provided the children with a home free of persons who have or will abuse the children. Texas, How do you prove that? Texas officials consider many polygamists... And I thought you had to prove um, that they had to prove guilt, not um, you prove innocence. Not when it comes well, to the, it's the uh, world CPS. Of, yeah, CPS, the rules are different, Mark. See, there's no... I don't, I don't know. Do you get a jury when you go to a CPS trial? I, I would hope. I don't feel like you do. I don't know. If you have any experience, please fill us in on this at 800-259-9231. But the rules are clearly different. I mean, they can go they can go and steal your child from you, and then you have to prove whatever it is you need to prove, whatever it is arbitrarily they determine you need to prove, until you get your child back. So they get to set the terms. They're, they're holding your children ransom, essentially, is what's going on here. Except it's not just cash that's going to get them back. It's obedience. It's and, bowing down. And it doesn't sound like they're actually trying each case individually. It, it sound, I've heard it, they're going to do that, but... They I, claim I they are, but it seems like they're treating the whole group of children and parents as a collective group. It doesn't seem like they've distinguished that much between, you know, parents where the maybe the mother is under 18 or to where she's not. I haven't heard too much distinction being made by the Texas authorities in this case. Texas officials consider many polygamist husbands as abusers. On top of that, they have to know that every person living and where in... did they get this this uh, information? <laughs> what uh, well, that, that these husbands are abusers? Well, it's the opinion of the state government people. But it is, <laughs> on what is it based? Well, the law says you can't be a polygamist. I see. So, and so if, if you're a lawbreaker, then therefore you're an abuser, right? I I I I suppose that that's it's a way to think about it. I'm just trying to, you know, trying to put my mind into the the mind of these bureaucrats here. But there's more. See, on top of that, uh they'll also have to know every person living in any building where any of the children might live. This would make customary polygamist communal housing impossible. FLDS attorney Rod Parker says the rules are subject to interpretation by CPS, Child Protective Services in a manner that makes it impossible for these people to live on their ranch. To hammer the point home even harder, Texas officials told FLDS communities that if they don't cooperate, the court could terminate parental rights and appoint a conservator with authority to consent to each child's adoption. Those terms are going to be defined ultimately by Texas CPS, and what Texas CPS says is a safe environment or appropriate education exclude participation in this religion. So, this is the message to the mothers of the FLDS children. You either 
repudiate your belief system. You either reject your religion, what you have spent your entire life believing and upholding as important. It sounds unconstitutional to me. As critical to your life and your beliefs and who you are. You either do that or you lose your kids. It's crazy. What would you do? Well, I, I think religion's largely made up, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, whatever it takes, I'll take my kid, please, mm-hmm. but uh, not everybody feels that way, and they, uh, you know, a lot of people take their religions extraordinarily seriously. That's it, It's worse than a matter of life and death. It's a matter of heaven and hell for them, and therefore, you know, they, they, they can't. They simply cannot repudiate their religion. They're going to go to hell if they do, and they set a bad example for their children and, you know, all kinds of stuff, so they can't. Well, imagine what this is going to be like. I mean, if they if they bow down here and they repudiate their religion and they promise to not, you know, go back to the compound or whatever, then at that point you have got these people in your life for who knows how long because they're going to want to keep checking up on you, right? right because right. you agree. You've already been to me to them. Yeah, you, you agreed that you would not put your kids in a situation where there might be more than one uh, mom – or whatever the you know the different agreements were, and if you break that agreement, then they're going to take your kids away from you again, and so they're going to want to keep checking up on you. They're going to keep coming back, and that's not a very nice. I mean, yeah, you're going to have your kids back, but you're not going to be living the lifestyle that you wanted to live. You're not going to be able to live the life in freedom, at least semi-freedom that you'd originally intended to live. What do you do with yourself at that point? You don't want to join this society. You don't want to join the the uh, the society of people that are not polygamists, that are not FLDS, but you'll be forced into it. This is sick. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And, and Nick. Mark. Oops. And, and Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features include archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download them right there on the front page of the website. For your downloading convenience, we go back for an entire year gratis at freetalklive.com. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits, that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks. Use code FTL to save 10 bucks off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. 1-800-259-9231. Talking about the FLDS situation here, it is probably one of the most tragic, disgusting, awful stories I think we've ever come across on this program. Uh, as, as I was saying during the break, you know, it's one thing to go after drug users and uh, people that are buying prostitutes. And by the way, I don't think they should be going after them either, just to make it clear for anyone just tuning in uh, for the first time. But it's one thing to go after those things, and it's a whole other thing to start going after people's children, especially people who've never hurt another individual. You know, I, this is sick. It's it's sort of like you have to. I guess you have to look at it like uh, the same way you look at taxes or or your property. That um, it doesn't really belong to you. Your kids aren't yours. They belong to the state. 
That's what they're saying here. You might as well just give these people might as well give them up because either they can get their kids back and then have the uh, government looking over their shoulder on how they raise them, repudiate their religion. As far as they're concerned, go to hell. Um, or, That's their choice, by the way. Right. They either repudiate their religion and move out of the compound, right? Go to hell and uh, then have the, the bureaucrats looking over their shoulder for their children, yeah. or they stay in their religion and, and they don't get their kids. They don't get their kids. That's where it's at right now. And, of course, they're also being forced, or not forced, but they're being demanded that they give up their DNA, and most of them are doing so. Now, a couple probably going to result in criminal charges. It's likely they could take this through the court system in a couple few years, figure out whether or not they, you know, this is a violation of the First Amendment, the right, right. to religion, and all that stuff. What but about the, the kids? Right. At that point, their kids are three years older. You only get 18 years with them, you know? You want to talk, I mean, the, first of all, damage has already been done. Significant damage has already been done to these kids as far as they've been plucked violently from the home that they love, from the people, from the arms of the people that care about them, and forced into state custody. That that alone is just awful enough, but the longer it goes on, the more damage will be done. The, the longer they're separated from the values that they know that you know they've grown up with, the worse they're going to be. This is just so tragic, but there is more to the story. Uh, this one's from William Grigg over at the Pro Libertat blog. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It says here, observations and commentary from a Christian libertarian perspective. So keep that in mind as you hear what uh, Mr. Grigg has to say. He says, the news was simply too good to hide under a bushel. Arrow Child and Family Ministries, a foster care and adoption agency with headquarters near Houston, found out today they'll be receiving, this is a quote, found out today they'll be receiving 80 to 100 permanent placement children exalted the sister of assistant Mark A. Tennant, founder and head of the agency. She said, more than likely, the parental rights of the parents will eventually be terminated and they will be placed in foster homes and or adopted out. The letter was said... This is good news? Well, it's good news for Arrow Child and Family Ministries because they're getting more kids into their... And therefore more money um, for placing these kids... That letter was set adrift in the blogosphere around April 22nd, and that is approximately the same time that Judge Barbara Walther issued a placement order that resulted in hundreds of children being torn away from their mothers and sent away in buses. Judge Walther has a lot to answer for, beginning with the fact that she didn't compel the state to produce the anonymous victim whose phone call produced the original search warrant for the Yearning for Zion Ranch. It's also quite likely that she was aware of the fact that Sarah didn't exist and that the original call was a demented hoax at the time Walther issued the original warrant. She had to have known as much when she issued the April 22nd placement order. So it's clear that Judge Walther, like most of the people who wear the habit, who wear the habiliments of the judicial profession, is guilty of serious crimes against the Constitution. But she hasn't yet issued an order to terminate the parental rights of the FLDS mothers. The obvious import of the letter cited above is that this development is a foregone conclusion, since provisions have already been made for long-term custodial care for the abducted children by Arrow and other foster care adoption agencies. So Arrow knew in advance, they said in their letter, that they're expecting that the parental rights of the parents will eventually be terminated. Mm -hmm. Now, are they just speculating on that, or or did did someone in CPS say something to them? Well, we have to go, look. We're going to give you these hundred kids, and we have to go through this process. There's eyes to, to be it, dotted, T's right. to be crossed. But we have to make it, you know, people are going to be watching, so we have to make it look like we're doing this the right way with due process and all that nonsense. But trust us, you're going to get these hundred kids. These are bad kids. people, bad yeah. people raising their children. Yeah. So uh, so they know something, right? 
Anyway, these children will be in a wonderful Christian environment, gushes the author of that letter, who goes on to explain that Arrow Center was in need of volunteers to help clean the facility and perform other routine tasks over the next couple of years. Furthermore, it looks like CPS is coordinating with the University of Texas to have a charter school on site at the retreat center. This will take place in the fall, and therefore Arrow will have to build several new buildings for the school. So they get to expand as a result of this new influx of people. Young youngsters. Immediately after the children had been removed from the ranch, the Arrow Center sent a staff of 15 over a two-week period to assist the department and other providers on the ground in San Angelo to help with activities and supervision of the children and families from the compound. Oh, how thoughtful of them. Mental health workers assigned to help CPS have testified the conditions for FLDS children and mothers in state custody were akin to those of Nazi concentration camps. So the role played by the good Christian people from the Aero Center was to help with activities, you know, sort of like organizing games of Red Rover and Ring Around the Rosie at Ravensbrück. Obviously. I'm not sure what Ravensbrück is. I believe it's a uh, communist, or not a communist camp, but a, a German camp. Really? Okay. Uh, that's my guess. There's a link here I can find out for you if you want. Anyway, a great deal of planning and preparation. Auschwitz, Nuremberg, and Dachau. A great deal of planning and preparation went into all this. The initial raid on the YFC ranch took place on April 3rd. Within less than a week, Houston, uh, an NBC affiliate, reported that Arrow's staff was preparing to receive scores of children. The Arrow Retreat Center was built to be just that, a retreat center, reported the station. But after Hurricane Katrina, they turned it into a shelter. And once again, hundreds of children are being forced from their homes in West Texas. The center could be used to house them. Rex and Patricia Childress, foster parents of five boys, were presented as potential foster parents for girls ripped from their home at the YFC Ranch. You've got to show the children that people do care about them and that there are people out here that are willing to help, Rex explained. The typical passive consumer of the officially sanctioned lies we call news was thus invited to perceive the scores of children taken from their mothers as victims of some sort of tragic caprice of inscrutable nature rather than the victims of armed abduction by a state-sanctioned criminal syndicate called the CPS. There's no evidence that all, at all that the children of the YFC ranch had been abused or neglected in any way, or that they'd been deprived of affection from right. people who the mattered only abuse most to them. That, the only abuse that they can claim here is that these people were raised by polygamists, that their culture is different than ours, and that is unacceptable. Raising a child in a culture different than what is considered the norm is abuse. Now, I mean, that, that's what's been established here. So, what is a culture different? Are people that believe in liberty, you know, the crazies that believe in the Constitution? They've already been labeled by uh, terrorists by some states. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you take their kids away? Uh, By the way, Ravensbrück was a concentration camp in uh, Germany. So we're coming up here uh, from Mr. Greg and your calls as well at 800-259-9231. More behind the scenes and analysis of the FLDS situation and your comments. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those, including the wiki. and get interactive with over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. 
And uh, again, create. You can edit virtually anything you see there. WINKI.freetalklive.com. And you can get your limited supply Porkfest beer mug and drink responsibly with Osborne from Sakel CAI at the upcoming Porkfest. So you're only going to be able to do this one in person. Featuring select microbrews from, uh, micro from New Hampshire, margaritas, guest celebrity bartenders, prize drawings, and more. We'll see you at the Sakel CAI party tent. The fun tent, right? The fun tent, yes. Uh, this coming Pork Fest, which you can get more details on that at porkfest.com. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. 800-259-9231. More on the Texas child grab, as uh, William Griggs is calling it. And I think rightly so. They they stole children from people's parents, and now they're holding them for ransom. They're demanding that the parents, uh, that the mothers repudiate their religion to give up their religion that they've been involved with for their entire lives if they want to have the chance to have their children again. And and, and a lot of Christians, I, I, Ian, you probably haven't been prepared for this, but a lot of Christians are sort of prepared for the day, you know, due to revelations and that kind of thing, that they will get, you know, the number of the beats. It's coming soon. Mm-hmm. The end of times is coming soon. Um, you will, in your lifetime, be given the choice to either uh, forswear your religion, say, no, no, uh, yeah, I'll do whatever you, you say there, antichrist, mm-hmm. in order to get along well, or... Well, you'll be tortured, you know, by the... Oh, wow. Yeah. So this fits right into their prophecy then, huh? Right. This this fits absolutely into it. And Jeez. this is the sick part that Christians could even gang up on these people. I mean, I understand that they right. they live differently than we do. Absolutely. But, hey, you know... We are better Christians than they are. King David had multiple wives. King Solomon had multiple wives. Were they not God's, you know, God's chosen people? Well, again, uh, according to the story here, again, William Gregg, freedominourtime.blogspot.com, he points out that apparently there was a Christian or so-called Christian organization that right around the time, or excuse me, not not right around the time when the uh, the raid happened, but shortly thereafter, they sent out a letter to their people, Arrow Child and Family Ministries, found out they were receiving up to 100 permanent placement children, and they said that more than likely the parental rights of the parents will eventually be terminated and they'll be placed in foster homes and or adopted out. And then they went on to talk about how that meant that they had to, you know, they got to expand their their the size of their organization and build some new buildings. Inventory. And, They've yeah. just received a huge supply of inventory, and their inventory doesn't cost them anything. Mm. So it's difficult to find. The, the cost for them is finding the children um, for whom they have to adopt out. But here, they've just been given plop right in your lap, all kinds of kids. And in advance, someone gave them the expectation that those kids were were going to end up terminated. You're speculating there. We don't know that someone gave them the, the expectation. Well, that's, the, they impre- have, that's they, the impression I get from reading what they wrote, well, is that that's what they're expecting to happen. So well, That's what they expect to happen, yeah. but that doesn't mean that, that they were given that uh, information by a bureaucrat, necessarily. So, what do you think? Do you think that the uh, the FLDS women will repudiate their religion in favor of their children. I know they have to do that. In order to get their kids back, they have to say, That's correct. I'm ready to go to hell. Who knows? It might not even be a guarantee of getting their kids back. It might just be the first step on the road of obedience in order to get their kids back. Let's oh, continue, I think, that, I think that the judge, you know, if, if you buckle to the state, usually they'll give, give you what you want. Well, anyway, there's no evidence that the, uh, the kids at the YFC ranch had been abused or neglected in any way, according to William Gregg, or that 
They'd been deprived of affection from the people that mattered most to them. And now that those kind, caring, self-described Christian people have helped them by terrorizing them at gunpoint and breaking up their families, at least some of these children will be left hurting, confused, and probably susceptible to whatever mind rape the CPS sees uh, fit to inflict upon them in the course of creating evidence to justify this entire abominable enterprise. After being silent on the matter for about a month, he was busy, after all. It takes time to find the right shade of just for men to keep one's youthful thatch of hair a preternatural chestnut brown. (laughs) Texas Governor (laughs) Rick Perry finally commented about the El Dorado affair. By way of an intermediary, Perry defended the honor, such as it is, of the CPS, and he promised a full investigation of the allegations of CPS mistreatment at San Angelo. Oh, yeah, he's going to take care of it. And, of course, that investigation... It's going to be a Blue Ribbon Committee. Well, a Blue Ribbon Committee of CPS people, because they're going to be doing their own investigation. The governor is very proud of the work being done by CPS, according to Kerry, or Perry, spokesbureaucrat. CPS has handled a very complex situation, both professionally and compassionately. Really? It's compassionate to go in with men with guns and steal children from people? I mean, what kind of a world are we living in? What kind of sick F's are these people. It's it's the same doublespeak you saw in 1984. George Orwell presented this to us in 1948. He said, this is what they're going to do, people, and this is what they're doing. They, war is peace. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, we're creating peace in Iraq Mm -hmm. by killing people. You know, we're creating, uh, what was the the terminology the governor used here? Uh, Well, she said they handled this situation professionally and compassionately. Right, we're using compassion by sending in SWAT teams. Mm. And uh, breaking families apart. This is compassionate. Perry also applauded the CPS for promising an internal inquiry into the charges, which amounts to the governor granting the agency plenary authority Bravo. to conduct Bravo. a cover-up. That is just, you know, they're, they, they care so, they're so compassionate they want to make sure that they are just doing it right. That's Consummate professional. Excellent. This is the same Governor Perry, of course, who's presided over a foster care system rife with abuse, including including murder and the sexual molestation of children as young as three years of age. It's the same Governor Perry who promised a top-to-bottom review of the Texas Youth Commission following revelations of widespread physical and sexual abuse of teenage detainees by guards, staff, and other inmates yeah. within that ju- uh, juvenile we read that correctional story here. system. In the year that's passed since the TYC scandal went public, the agency's been through five chief administrators without seeing any serious improvement. But remember, that's all that they ever do. Any t- you Go ahead, pay attention. Any time a government bureaucracy, whether it be on the state level or whether it be federal, any time a government bureaucracy gets caught with its hand in the cookie jar, they get caught red-handed doing something awful and tyrannical, and, you know, they're somehow brought to some level of public attention for it. The government bureaucrats respond by saying, usually someone like Rick Perry comes out and gives a speech, this is unacceptable, this is awful, I can't believe that our people have been doing these things. Trust us, we are going to set these things right. We're bringing in a blue ribbon commission. They're going to take a look at all this. They're going to analyze everything, and we're going to make some changes, and, and we can assure you that this will, this situation will not happen again. We, yeah, we, we hear it all the time, and we keep on accepting it. Because well, the I reason is, is it's a different person every time that does it. You know, the, they take a bullet, and, you know, Governor Perry here probably won't uh, see any problems in getting reelected, but if he kept on coming out and said he'd be the same one apologizing for the government every time, pretty soon people would say, no, I'm not going to deal with it. Mm. But it's a new bureaucrat that comes out and do it, a new politician that comes out and does it. Yep. So we forget. 
Yeah, the, the heat completely just evaporates. The media turns their attention to some other story, and the government bureaucrats go on just destroying people's lives. A little bit more here. Uh, he says, according to this, again, they, they promised this top-to-bottom review of the TYC. They've changed a bunch of, shifted a bunch of people around, and nothing has actually really changed. Given the near ubiquity of criminal violence and abuse directed at children in Rick Perry's Texas, Greg says, I'm starting to wonder if the YFC ranch was the only place in the state where children were safe from such treatment. So far, there's no evidence that anyone living there was ever mistreated in any way, and since the only witnesses to any alleged abuse are going to be in the custody of an agency with every reason to taint their testimony, it's difficult to see how any abuse allegation could be free of reasonable doubt. You know, they're going to talk to these kids, and they're going to talk them in to saying things that didn't necessarily happen, right? We've seen stories like that before. Some of them will. I'm sure some of them will. It's really about psychology, you know, what what type of personality do they have? Are they the And they have total access to, to these break. children yeah. now. Their moms aren't around anymore, most of them, but with the children securely in their possession, the CPS can either manufacture the needed evidence after the fact or simply hold on to the children while legal proceedings grind on interminably. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind, your thoughts on the FLDS situation. Does anybody out there really think this was a good idea, taking these children from their parents? Can you defend the actions of the state of Texas government people? We'd love to hear from you if you're out there. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board with the program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is a simple one. You send in 3 bucks a month. We take that money and reinvest it into the show thereby getting Free Talk Live on more radio stations across the country and exposing more people to the message of freedom and liberty. Also, we out- reach out to uh, new Internet listeners, too. So gather as many listeners from as many different venues as possible. If you want to help us out with that, go to amp.freetalklive.com, and you'll get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details at amp.freetalklive.com. A little bit more from uh, William Griggs' blog at freedom freedominourtime.blogspot.com, commenting on the... Just the despicable situation happening in Texas with the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints having their children, over 400 of them, stolen, kidnapped from them, being held for ransom, essentially. Not for cash, but for obedience. For they're demanding that these women change their belief system, or at least publicly change their belief system. Certainly, they're not going to change it internally. You can never be, uh, you can never not be free inside your head, but... but they won't be allowed to to be in their religion physically anymore. They won't be allowed to be on the the campus of their uh, their compound. It doesn't work that quite easily for most people in, inside their religions, having come from a Christian background and having read the Bible uh, multiple times. What if they denounce their religion publicly like this? Then they might as well just go out and become hookers because really? you know they're going to hell because they're dead to God at that point, right? Uh, well, yeah, it, it, you can ask for forgiveness on it, but you know you're really supposed to suffer like Christ. This is suffered. a really, really big sin. Yeah. How's that? This is a giant, yeah. huge sin. Denouncing but it's an God awful position in, they're in, in, I mean, in public like that. But if they don't, they won't get their kids back. Well, what's what's more important, having your kids for a temporal eighty years on this planet? 
or having them for eternity and the hereafter. I see where you're coming from on that. This is a sick situation, and that's where it's sitting at today. William Grigg has a few more thoughts. He's talking about how the uh, the CPS, they've got kids, they've got all the kids, and they have no evidence, by the way, because the phone call that originally spurred the raid wasn't real. It was a hoax. The person that that perpetrated the phone call was a known hoaxer. And they found out who she is, but that's okay, apparently. That doesn't matter. You, they, it doesn't matter. They just it went in and took them. It doesn't seem to matter. The and, judge doesn't seem to care. Right, and now they've got them, and they can make whatever demands they want to make on these FLDS people, and so it's it's really just awful. Anyway, Grig says, like the war in Iraq, the war waged by Texas on the women and children of the FLDS community may turn out to be an immaculate deception. Everybody knows the reasons behind it are utterly spurious, and that innocent people are suffering needlessly, but nobody's willing to do what's necessary to end it and punish those responsible. So people just pretend as if the truth is either infinitely malleable or entirely inconsequential. Now, I don't know what he's suggesting there, what's necessary to end it. What does that mean? I don't know what go, could be the Rambo can, on CPS. What can possibly be done here? I, I, it's beyond me. I don't know what you can do here. At this point, I would suggest non-cooperation from the the families. At this point, they've already got your kids. Stop obeying these people. Stop it. Don't give them the DNA and don't jump through their hoops and don't show up at court. And you know they're not going to give your kids back. They're gonna they're going to own you if you ever get your kids back. You will be their bitch. If you ever get your kids back. So why not just disobey? Don't even show up to court and let them come and arrest you, too. I mean, what's the difference, right? What's the difference whether you're in a government jail cell for not showing up in court or whether you're sitting alone in your uh, your little compound without your children around? I'm sure I'm sure children mean the world to these people. Well, um, I, I suppose there's another solution. Do what it takes to get your kids back. Um, and what? Blow up the, the uh, no, CPS? No, no, no. no. I mean... Uh, Deny God and get your kids back, oh, that. and then move south of the border. You, you know these uh, I see. these people out of the are in Arizona and stuff like that. They're, they have uh, little compounds in Arizona. And yeah, that that's kind a of good thing. point. That's an idea. But, Run, <laughs> but you go to hell. Um, according to this, I'm sure. According to this just religion. for li- for lying to the agents of the the devil. I mean, that's got to be how they view these people, right? I can't see what would be well, wrong. With I think that. you can make a case from the was it Peter or Paul that said Peter. that they didn't know Christ. Oh. When he was on his way to be oh, crucified. Oh, yeah, Peter three times before the cock crowed. Right. So, so what does that mean? Paul, however, never even saw Jesus. Right. So but Don't tell me about the road to Damascus. I don't count <laughs> freaking delusional uh, hyperbole. So so one of the Jesus guys lied about... One of his disciples pretended he didn't know Jesus because he didn't want to get thrown up on a cross next to him. But he was still a disciple after the fact because he, you know... So he didn't pay so, a price then and, for that? And well, an apostle. No, I mean, he. I think he... Felt bad about it. I haven't really read scripture that much, but um, you know he he was he didn't go to hell. Yeah, he didn't go to hell. He was given the keys to the kingdom. As a matter of fact, he's the there you go. He is uh, the the lineage from which the pope comes. You know, they're gonna lie to you. The state government people have no problem with lying to you to do to get whatever it is that they want to get out of you. So I don't see what's the problem with lying to get your kids back in your hands and then running across the border. I think that's a fine idea, Mark. Anyway, and we can see good Christian people, says Greg, playing roles similar to those they've assayed where the war in Iraq is concerned. Christians have been enablers, facilitators, and supporters of official crimes, eager consumers. Christianity and, isn't the religion that it once was. Nope. Eager consumers and diligent regurgitators of official propaganda, sanctimonious sanctifiers of the state's criminal aggression, and pious profiteers when presented with the opportunity. It's those who profess to worship Jesus 
if those who profess to worship Jesus can't become principled opponents of the lawless regime ruling us, then the very least they should do is stop volunteering to be the ice cream every time the state feeds us a helping a helping of cow pie a la mode. 1-800-259-9231. We will continue to watch this story as the tragedy continues to develop. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. We go to your phone calls. Jeff in Texas, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeff. Yeah, guys, I just wanted to call up and, you know, I got a message from the judge and all the listeners, you know, release the children. You know, the families... Why should they? The, yeah, these, these, the families and, and the children have, you know, what I call executed down here and by the government officials and CPS. And again, you guys pointed out that the hoaxer has been caught, and yet uh, that means that anybody can do a hoax or call in on, say, another church or someone else, and I guess you're going to do a Rambo raid on that. But I would like to, to add that, you know, I wish the church would get an attorney and file a motion for an order to return the children because... What is happening here? This is they, they have an attorney, and I'm sure they filed motions, and they've well, probably this, just been this, overruled or denied or whatever. Well, this is in violation of the. I'd, I'd like to point out a couple of laws, and, and this is in violation of the First Amendment, freedom of religion. Yeah, oh, yeah, also, I, I agree. It's also in violation of the Fourteenth Amendment, equal protection clause. But beyond all the man laws, uh, you know, the statutes, it's also a violation of real law. You've stolen children from people. Well, yeah, but but it's you know those those are you know constitutional amendments that I I cited. But, but they don't care about is, any of that, Jeff. But this is this is also criminal because it's in, in violation of federal statutes. Sure, Title kidnapping's 18, criminal. Title eighteen, United States Code, section two forty one and two forty two, which are very important. Uh, Conspiracy but, laws. When but you, Jeff, when you it doesn't matter. Rights, they don't and then, care. And then also, Texas you can get law. in front of a courtroom and you can spout off all the laws and the case history that you want to spout off. That judge is going to do whatever the hell they want to do. Go ahead yeah. and appeal the decision if you don't like it. Yeah, I'm talking about you know there's a Texas Penal Code called uh, Criminal Conspiracies, Texas Penal Code 1502. Yeah, then but that stuff doesn't apply to government. See, they don't really have their their own laws don't really apply to themselves. The statutes and, and, that they write, they don't really, well, you know, they, they don't they, they don't have the same level of um, adherence. They don't have to have the same level of here's, adherence. Here's another important law. I think it's coercion. The coercion of a public official, which is Penal Code. Texas Penal Code 3603, and then we have... No, I don't think they coerced any public officials, Jeff. They coerced the children. Really, all this law stuff is really dull to me. Anything else? Well, in any event, it's it's criminal negligence, and I tell you that somebody ought to be held accountable for this. You can guarantee that's not going to happen. Well, I wish they were. We're talking about victims. We're talking about crime victims' rights. But what are you going to do? Take it to a government court? The government made the decision to victimize these people. They're going to back the government up every Jeff, single time. Jeff, do you see? Do you see Ian's point here? I'm not sure. I don't know what what I. I sort of agree with you. I sort of agree with Ian that uh, you know the, it's it's the the law is the problem here, not the solution. And these people control the courtroom, and we probably won't see any justice. I agree I'd with like you to make entirely. A suggestion, though. Yes, mm-hmm. I think that I think that they need to file uh, since this is involved the Constitution. I think that they needed a jamma jamma. Um, a motion, a complaint in the in the federal court, United States District Court, and go above the state court. Yeah. How long uh, do you because, think it would take? Why? Because why? Because we have federal statutes being violated. We have 
the Constitution being violated. Well, you so, know, good luck to them. Uh, it's not going to get their kids back, even if they do file that federal well, lawsuit. Well, it could. A federal right court can only get that off the back. But, it, yeah, regardless, they're not going to have How their kids for a take? while. They have an attorney, man. I'm sure they're looking at all these options. Thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Who knows, man? Some of these things take a decade for just the littlest of cases to resolve. You're talking about hundreds of cases now. This is, I mean, this is crazy. It's unprecedented, it's disgusting, and it's happening right here in the good old land of the free. Hour two's coming up. Free Talk Live. There's a reason it doesn't sound like the old media. Which of those court justices are going to sit there and err on the side of your Fourth Amendment? That's because it's the new media. Dan Carlin. Common sense. I think fast, and I talk fast, and the people that like this program can deal with that. Common Sense with Dan Carlin, a free-thinking, politically independent view of things from a man who's had way too much caffeine. Get the MP3 or podcast at iTunes or go to dancarlin.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. We're launching into hour number two of the program, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. All right. So, uh, once again, freetalklive.com. Let's do a few emails here, start things out this hour. Over the weekend, something slipped out of my mouth that I knew I was going to catch some heat for. After I said it, but I didn't have enough time, or I, I guess I didn't feel as though I had enough time to correct it at that point. So let me read this email from Rob. He says, guys, I've been listening religiously to your show over the past year through iTunes, and I'm getting on board with the movement. But I'm tired, and I get tired of you lumping all religious people as lunatics. I'm a recent Catholic convert, and I don't push my beliefs on anyone. I believe that I should lead by example, and if someone wants to inquire, then I'll tell them about it. Within the same segment with the Canadian caller, you guys were saying that not all gays are the same and neither are Christians. I love your show and I wish you would cut back on your religion bashing. It's not helping to promote liberty. I don't want to be around liberty-minded people if they're going to bash people who believe in something. Do I have to be an atheist in order to want liberty? If so, I guess I'll go back to being a neocon, says Rob from Florida. Now, he's referencing a comment I made. We had a call come in from a guy that seemed kind of... Not necessarily right on the surface, but kind of anti-gay, and we were talking about the issue of, of gay marriage, and he he was talking about how he thought that uh, gay people were a joke. That's what he said. And I kind of countered back with, well, I think religious people are a joke. And that's the comment that Rob is referencing here in his email. And so I guess I should explain myself a little bit more with that comment. Uh, or apologize. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to apologize for that. Uh, I, specifically, when I say religious people, I I mean organized religions. That's specifically what my big objection is. And, uh, I and think why that, organized religion? Well, I, it's the pious Pharisees that bother me. The ones that would tell me how to live my life and and how um, you know that. Oh, that those people are the worst. To me, uh, what Christianity has come, become in this country, and this is this gentleman's from Canada, is that correct? Florida. Oh, I'm sorry. The caller was, the caller from, was Canada. from Canada. Um, what religious people have become in this country, and I can only speak to them, 
is the exact opposite of what Jesus came here to, uh, you know, he came here to do away with what we currently have, mm. which is people that would shove their religion down people's throat via the, the, the legal system, right. that they would hurt people for not following the laws. They would stone people for, you know, doing uh, doing something that they considered sinful. What I meant when I said that, and uh, again, I didn't explain, so here it is now. Uh, what I meant when I said that was he was making fun of gay people for the, you know, certain gay people, the the more flamboyant, flaming ones that uh, dress in silly looking clothes and do just outlandish things, right? They have parades and they look silly and people look, people like our caller look down on that. So I was just countering back with a similar statement that he made about religious people, which I presumed he was one because he was so anti-gay. And... Uh, what I meant was, I think uh, when I said religion, uh, religious people are a joke. I think it's, I think it's equally as silly. I think it's silly to walk around in a thong, just like you know, like some gay people do. Just as I think it's silly to go into some church, stand behind a pew, pick up a Bible and sing, or pick a, a hymn book up and sing silly songs. And I like this with all their singing. silly pomp and circumstance of lighting candles and all their nonsense little things well, that they do. I just think that's it. I think it's silly. I don't it's have a any, joke. I I, I have uh, gone to uh, Catholic churches. I've, I've I was married in an Anglican church, and I used to go uh, weekly for. Um, for communion now I, at the time i was a you know uh, agnostic uh, you know uh, pagan whatever whatever you want to call what i am i sort of have my own little belief about what things are are like but i i like the religious aspect and i believe in god i th- i think it's interesting and i i don't have i don't have a problem with that the only problem i have is the christians that run around acting like the pharisees that jesus came to do away with oh yeah i definitely have a problem with those people and i i wasn't even referencing them i was just more referencing the way they behave and the things you know the things that they uh, they do the, in their religion. The piousness of the religion, like I'm better than you because I do, you know, this or that. Mm-hmm. When you know they should be spending the, the time trying to get the the uh, the planks out of their eyes instead of the moats out of mine. Absolutely. So I I hope I made that clear. I don't know. It, it's certainly if you are religious, I don't want to stop you from being religious. It's it's your business. I I respect your right to be religious, but I'll never stop thinking that it's silly. Because, in my opinion, it absolutely is. Nick, you're also an atheist. Do I, don't, I don't really care um, what somebody believes, to be quite honest, as long as they're not forcing it on me or proselytizing me in a way that's annoying me. Um, but I, I basically, I don't necessarily see gay people and religious people who have something against homosexuality all that differently. I don't necessarily endorse their lifestyle or their beliefs necessarily, but... I, you know, if you think that homosexuality is a sin, as long as you're not trying to pass discriminatory laws against gay people, that doesn't, I don't care what you think about gay people. I mean, that's not the view I take, but, you know, if I'm going to tolerate gay people, I'm going to tolerate fundamentally religious people, too. I think that's the way to get along, is religious people need to tolerate people who aren't religious or, or homosexual, and homosexuals and atheists, you know... They should be just as tolerant of religious people as we expect them to be of us. Makes sense. Let's go to your phone calls. Dave's on the line in Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hello, Dave. I'm going to coin a new term for myself, Dave the Mormon Libertarian. You're a Mormon, okay. Yeah? Yeah, yes. And I agree with you guys that they shouldn't renounce their religion because that would be like sentencing them to 
Hades. You're referring to, just to bring our listeners up to speed, you're referring to the FLDS mothers who have been threatened uh, by the Texas government. They've been told they either repudiate their religion, their belief system, or they'll never see their kids again. Yeah, I believe that. They now, shouldn't do that. Now, Dave, what? Uh, and I'm I'm no Mormon. I'm certainly a Christian. Read the Bible quite a bit, uh, or was a Christian at one point and read the Bible quite a bit. What What do the Mormons have to say about renouncing your religion? I mean, is that uh, an aspect of the religion? Do they um, talk to you about that at some point? That's considered blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Oh, is it? your religion. Wow, blasphemy yeah. against the Holy Spirit is that's one unforgivable, thing, yeah, right? That's the one thing yeah. that's um, unforgivable. That's unforgivable. So that's it, then. These kids are done for. I mean, they're going to be in the state custody for indeterminate amount of time. I'll do some more research and get back with you guys. Dave, uh, thank you for the call tonight. Certainly appreciate hearing from you. And and I appreciate all of the uh, religious listeners that are so tolerant of my (laughs) sort of... I don't know, jaded viewpoint towards well, religion. You're certainly more vocal as as an atheist. I personally don't. Um, I personally view religion as fairly silly the same way you do. I don't really care to... I don't make I, it an issue. I, I only, don't care to It only came it. up because I was sniping back at a call. Right. I don't think that saying that religious people are silly is necessarily, you know... Magic underwear, bothered. that's not silly? It's silly. Okay. I don't think saying that they, you know religious people <laughs> bother you. What's the benefit in saying it? I guess. Yeah, I mean the benefit. It's a very religious nation, yeah. and it's yeah. you know it's not religious people don't bother me quite honestly. I have friends who are Catholics. Um, I don't really have friends who are Mormons, but I know Mormons. I'm on friendly terms with Mormons too. You know, so I know some very religious people. No, they don't bother me either. If I you want to wear magic underwear and you know pray to whatever, how many gods you want to pray to and do whatever s- stuff you want to do, that's your business. I feel hurt by Christianity, like like uh, just damaged by it. Oh, I've definitely been damaged by it. So yeah. that th- that's where it comes from. I'm trying me. to undo that. I, I am too. I, there's no good reason to hold Christians and God or you know their their version of God or whatever it is responsible for how I was you know sort of felt and treated in in church but that's that's how i feel like these people are just like the people that i hold responsible and you know so like i'm i'm damaged by it i guess is probably the best way to describe it yeah maybe i view it uh maybe i'm not as jaded with religion because i was raised i mean i was raised congregationalist protestant but it wasn't like i had a very strong religious right. opportunity right. We we went to, to church um it, i think for a little while we went to church like once a week, you know, regularly on Sundays. But church was not terribly religious, if that makes sense. It wasn't a very... Um, doctrinaire? Yeah, that's what I was going for, doctrinaire, church, because it was Congregationalist Protestant, and in the Northeast, that's not... You don't terribly have much in common, except you believe in Jesus, and... People get probably, together, they have potluck dinners and oh, yeah, stuff. Well, I'm sure a lot of people there didn't even believe the Bible was a literal text. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how liberal it was so gotcha. and that wasn't for very long for the most part we didn't really go regularly so you can bring up whatever's on your mind your thoughts on religion in general you're welcome to share those with us um, whether you're religious or atheist or non-believer or whatever 800-259-9231 whether it's theology or issues or anything goes this is free talk live so take control of the airwaves
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And they, uh, those features, by the way, include updates. So you get signed up, and we keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. That's updates.freetalklive.com. I sent out an update recently uh, about the auction that's going on right now, and you should know about it if you don't yet. Go to auction.freetalklive.com and place a bid on the second banner on our website. You'll win it for an entire month, and you can advertise virtually anything you want to. So auction.freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls. Paula's on the line in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Paula. Yeah, hi, hon. It's what I was wondering. You mentioned about the people out there in Texas, those children. Let me tell you something. God tells you to follow his laws. And his laws said in Deuteronomy and Genesis that Dad and David were to intermarry until the time of Jesus coming back. Okay. And the thing is, there is this is his law. Okay? And well, I, no, the, it's an old book yes, that people claim is God's law. Deuteronomy that, and Genesis. That's fine. Go on, Paula. But anyway, the thing is, as long as you follow his laws, and, I mean, I've been with Jesus myself three times, okay? And I'm going to tell you something. He's awesome. You know, if that video yeah. ever hits the Internet, it's going to be huge. Yeah, it is. Now, Paula, right. I, my, my, my question here is, what do you think these people should do? Essentially, they're given... Give a, them back their children well, because I, I, they I have agree. gone against God's law. I don't mean... I, I don't you mean, mean the FLDS the, people. Right, what what yeah. do the bureaucrats do? Because the bureaucrats really are going to do whatever they want because they they, they have no responsibility for their actions. There's nothing bad going to happen. I sent this information to the representatives there in Texas and told them to get the children back. Yeah. They're gonna, these people that did this are going to pay for it. They're going to answer for it. What do you think that the FLDS people should do? Do you think they should stand in front of the court and renounce their yes. religion? Renounce yes. the, renounce the right. religion? They, they know it's right there in the Bible. All they got to do is go. As a matter of fact, I sent the information to the representative. I said, get this to the judge herself. Wait. No, no. You think they should Paula, renounce their listen, religion? Listen to my question. No. Do you think that I the FL, FLDS people... you follow God's laws. Right. Do you think the FLDS people... This is basically their choice, is to renounce their religion or not, and that way they might get their kids back. Do you think they no, should do if that? if they renounce their religion, it'd be even worse on them. Worse on them in, in the afterlife? Because you do what God tells you to do. Hmm. You don't. He says you don't follow man's laws. You follow his laws. Okay, I was just sort of wondering where you where you fell. On <laughs> but that. I think and the I mean, big I'm problem, though, Paula, the big problem is that what you claim are God's laws are actually words written by man in some old book. This was what God said to David himself. Well, that's what they told you in Deuteronomy. No, this is what was told to David himself. Okay, I understand. That's what they're claiming, Paula. But no, it's just an old claiming. book. You it don't know if it's said. true or it not. It was said. Okay, fact, I understand he said, that. He said his sons would be on the Silly throne forever. Yeah. So, okay. okay. All of our presidents have been from the house of David. Alrighty. Well, and matter of fact, my party husband on. and I both are from the house of David. So, I mean, we've intermarried ourselves. You know, I, if you're su- if you're such a believer that you can't even see where it is I'm coming from, Paula, uh, I guess we'll have to leave from, it at huh? that. Try to explain me where you're coming from. Well, the fact is, what you're talking about, you cl- you claim it's God's laws, but it's words on paper. It's no more legitimate than the 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 laws that the people in uh, Washington D.C. write down on paper. That's words on paper too. I mean, how do you know anything that what they claimed when you were growing up about your religion is true? You don't know. You, they you just happen to be born into one 
one religion. Mom and dad believe this, so therefore I'm going to go and believe it too, and uh, I should never question it because I okay, might go to hell. let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The, the, the Catholic Church tried to hide books, to keep books from us, okay? There's some that you don't even know about mm-hmm. that was buried in Britain at the church that Jesus Christ and, and Joseph Arimathea built in, in, in England called Glastonbury. Uh-huh. Jesus and went to Great Britain. I tell you what, these <laughs> books are awesome. And, I mean, they sent Longshanks to Glastonbury trying to find these to destroy them. And he burnt the place down trying to find it, which, thank God, he never did. Did William and Wallace uh, have anything to do with it? Huh? Did William Wallace have anything to do with it? I don't know. All I know is that okay. Longshanks was sent what by the What were Catholic these church. books? I mean, what were the... I mean, okay, I'll give you the website to go to, no, okay? I don't it's ancientmanuscripts.com. And you can get these books, okay? There's everything that there that the Catholic Church kept out of the Bible. So are there more laws oh, there right, that you need to know about? You know, there are so many other books, it's unreal. But wait a minute. Okay, hold on. The whole Christian religion is is predicated on the, the belief that the Bible is the Word of God. Now you're telling me I've got to go and read a whole bunch of other books to find out the, what the truth they is? They kept them out. They kept them out on purpose. Okay. How the many Catholic books church. do I have to flip and read, Paula? That's what I want to well, know. Well, you can read as many as you want. It doesn't matter. Just, you know, whatever which ones interest you. But, I mean, the thing is, I've got them, and, I mean, it's awesome. There's a lot of information that you weren't told. All right. Well, there you go. Paula, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You just have to believe that Jesus Christ was born to a virgin and died on the cross for your sins. Well, you it is true that a lot of there, – there was a decision at some point about what books would be included in the Bible and what wouldn't be canonized. So – Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. Went, I, I don't know about is, you know if if that's not the first uh, that's the most important. If it wasn't the first editing process that went into the Bible, is to decide that a bunch of guys in the third century uh, A.D. could figure out well what is what is given to us by God and what isn't. And it was done by a vote too, so it wasn't like there was unanimous decision either. It's weird. Um, so and you can get the apocryphal texts. Um, that were left out, that were on the table there. Some of them, and some, yeah, the ones that have survived. But there's not. Long. It's not just uh, the tough, the stuff that was left out. There's these Gnostic Christians, Nor'estrian Christians. There's all kinds of uh, what they call heretical sects out there that have other beliefs. The uh, the, the Mormons. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they would be sort of later, but you've you got to remember the the Christian religion was forming. They they didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't come out like you see now. Uh, it, it, it was, it was, they were figuring it all out, and they just talked to each other. These things weren't written down until the second century. Mm. So, you know, it's... Stuff gets lost in translation, just man. You know, just all yeah. this different stuff. The book of Mark, not written by Mark. Written by uh, followers of Mark later on. You know, right. those kind of things. So how is anyone supposed to believe what they're told about that? I mean, how is anybody... Man is fall, fallible. Man makes mistakes. Right now, that now maybe let's let's say for a second that the Bible is the the unerring word of God. Maybe that's so, but it still has its history. Maybe God, you know, you know, divined its history, decided where it was going to go, and and th- that is the unerring word of God. Maybe that's so, but it still has its history of you know th- th- these the monks and priests and and preachers figuring out what's going to go in the book and i have doubts i personally have doubts so you're telling me on judgment day god's going to send me to burn in the eternal lake of fire for having you doubts doubted some old because book. i d- doubt you know the the history well, of this book and revelations is one of the most dubious it is, pa- yeah. parts of the bible it's just kind of tacked on there and it doesn't really seem to fit with the rest of the new testament so, you know, some people will say that God directed the scripture to be written that way and that, you know, but, he intended it for it to come out this way. And there are other very religious people who don't believe that the scripture is infallible either. They think that 
it's been edited to some but extent. But there's still uh, many of them still believe in a hell, and uh, you know, there's the story of Jesus with uh, uh, Lazarus. Uh, Jesus oh. telling the parable of Lazarus coming across the lake of fire to the rich man, giving him a drop of water. You know, ask the rich man begging him to give a drop of water on his tongue, that kind of thing. So they use that as the example that there is a hell. There's a hell, and. I just can't see a, a just God creating a hell. I mean, he created this place. He created this place where I'm supposed to figure out what religion is and what the eternal path is, and I don't have any of the information. And he loves you so much, he's willing to send you to a fiery brimstone future, right? Bizarre. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, though I don't even know if the term atheist accurately describes me anymore. It doesn't. This is Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message, paid for by Phillies 2008. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. 800-259-9231. We're talking about uh, theology right now, religions and uh, atheism and uh, all that sort of stuff. And you're certainly welcome to call in about that or anything that you might happen to have on your mind. You can also join us at freetalklive.com. And experience the live streams we've got there, broadband version and dial-up versions of the show. Both are free for you. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Is another fad diet really the answer to losing your extra pounds? Or working out and eating right no longer working to help you lose weight? If you can relate to that, then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. See the actual before and after pictures and read his story at notfatanymore.com. A friend of mine did this. They lost uh, 30 pounds in a month. Continuing to lose. I did it. I lost uh, about six, but I didn't do it for very long. Notfatanymore.com. 800-259-9231. So I would mentioned a moment ago that I don't even know if the term atheist accurately describes my belief system at at this point. I don't know if it ever properly described your belief system, but... Oh, I'm I'm pretty certain it did, absolutely. I mean, atheism being a... It says here, according to Wikipedia... Atheism is an explicit position, either affirms the non-existence of gods or rejects theism. When defined more broadly, atheism is the absence of belief in deities. And by that definition, I think I'd still be an atheist. You don't believe there's a god? I don't believe there is a you know singular or multiple gods Do you, be- up do you there. believe that humans have spirits that uh, go on to live perhaps eternally in, in different forms? That's, that's a tough one. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it, it, There's it no seem, evidence for it, so... It, it would seem that if uh, your spirit lives eternally, you're God. So therefore, there are lots of gods, or those are little pieces of that, the same God. Well, you didn't actually create the universe just because there's a life after death, so that's I don't really, think that gods have to be the creator of the universe, but... Um, it def- well, I depends like the, how broadly you define it. But. I like the belief system that says that... We are all gods. I like that, and I've been trying to. We figure are certainly out... the only messiahs that can save us in this life. Well, I've well, been—that's my belief. I've been looking around uh, recently to to find out if there was a word that that describes that better, and it seems that pantheism might be a better term. Again, according to Wikipedia, it's the view that everything is of an of an all-encompassing, imminent, abstract God, or that the universe or nature and God are equivalent. Um, so, therefore, that you know, all that is. 
is God. Not that it's God in the way that we normally hear about God, in that it has some sort of consciousness and believes that you're doing right or wrong or has any sort of viewpoint on what you do with your life. Well, but you believe that the universe has a uh, system of, of sort of karmatic uh, you know, return on you do good things, you get th- good things happen to you. Sure. Do you believe it's uh, of a spiritual level or just sort of, um, well, you do good things and good things happen? Uh, or, I don't have an explanation for it. Right. I, I, I'm not going to jump into that and say that I know right. something like for sure. You, I, I don't. If you pet the dog... So I'm agnostic in that way. If you, if you pet the dog and the dog licks your hand, that's a, a direct corollary to doing good things and getting good things, mm-hmm. right? If you're nice to a girl and then one day she decides, I'll take my pants off, that's a direct corollary. If you do good things and therefore, like, I'm generous with people... And money comes back to me from different people, different places in the in the universe. The universe pays me back mm-hmm. you know, tenfold. That's a karmatic belief, and there's you know there's a belief in a, a universe that's set up to give you back um, and, and, and in tenfold the things that you you know the good things that you, put you do. In. Yeah. So that is a belief in you that, that would have to have been created to believe if you believe that. That is a system that would have had to have been put in place by an intelligent being of some sort. Not, not necessarily. It could just be the way it is. It could be a random happenstance, but it's, you know, it, th- now you're getting down to the million monkeys and uh, you know banging on typewriters for a million years, <laughs> um, coming out to the uh, you know c- well, coming up with the Webster's uh, dictionary. That does kind appear of, to be if, what happened on this planet. I mean, randomness created yeah, all of if, what is around us. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I believe that it's directed to some extent. Hmm. If I believed in the karma thing, I think I could go with you and say that likely it would point to some kind of intelligence behind the design of the universe. But Ian does believe that karma thing. Well, that's kind of hard to do as an atheist. Wait, what? That karmatic thing that I was just saying. You... Really I've seen much, evidence for it. Pretty much, know? yeah. Same, same I think, here. But the, the humans recognize patterns it's not very scientific. quickly. Remember, our lives were short. Um, animals <laughs> and humans, mam, um, you know, we recognize patterns in order to be able to survive. So you see patterns like, wow, it looks like the universe is giving me, th- you know, th- or, I, I'm getting good things happening. I've mm-hmm. done good things. I, uh, this is a pattern, uh, you know. So you're yeah. assigning this pattern. I believe that. I do believe it. But I can also look at it from the aspect that it may may not be true. Well, there's a lot of counterexamples. I mean, there have been horrible men who have lived in great wealth as emperors. Well, and wealth, lived... isn't, wealth isn't necessarily good. Uh, yeah. There it's, are some people very I would bad... like to be wealthy, certainly, but yeah. um, you know, wealth isn't, isn't necessarily a that's, good thing. That's a very... Yeah. Yes, there are bad men who've been happy. And there are very good people who've died horribly and had terrible lives. And so I'm more jaded on that than even Ian apparently. Well but you have to remember that different people have different views. You know the the, the dying horribly. Some of us uh like for instance Mother Teresa believed in suffering. So well there you go. Here's some suffering for well, you. Well, the, the law of attraction kind of could, ex- could possibly explain that, and I kind of have a, a rudimentary understanding of of the concept. The idea is uh like attracts like. And so uh, Mother Teresa she wanted to see suffering and thought so about suffering. thought about suffering and, you know, embraced suffering. And so inevitably, that's what she surrounded herself with. In that way, she got exactly what she got wanted. Some suffering. Uh, right. And uh, so these people that wish to control others, they found people that were willing to be controlled. And so politicians and evil men that people that we consider evil, they're getting exactly what they want. And uh, it, so I don't I don't know if that gives you sort of a basic explanation I, for that. I can, I, yeah, I can understand where you're coming from on that, and I, I will agree that generally 
um, doing good things gets you, at least in our society, gets you good things in return. But that's human interaction. People tend to respond. If you are good to people, generally, the, most people will give you good things. But what well, the explanation, what, what's the explanation for people doing good things for you for no good reason at all, then? Because if they, they don't happen to know felt you. felt like it. Okay. Um, people do feel like I do nice things for people I don't know. That doesn't mean that I was directed to do that by a governing power. No but, one's suggesting that. I don't think, Mark, you were suggesting that anyone was manipulating you into doing good well, things. Well, if that's the way it's the universe the, is set up, if it's a karmatic system, then yes, it's directed. Either that's the way the universe was set up or there's a god pushing a button to make it happen. But I think, Mark, you'd agree that if the, the universe works on some kind of a karma system, there's a governing principle that forces you to do certain things. Well, I don't think that if there was a governing principle that you would know uh, what that governing principle was, feel its influence, or, you know, it, it would be completely invisible to you. You would simply do what you did. And, you just you know, know the system and you and you work I, the system. I, you know, I, I know that there's holes in the philosophy of believing in uh, the law of attraction or uh, believing, you know, in kar- karma and that kind of thing. I you know if if i'm a if i'm a little piece of god as i believe then i should be able to pray and and get my you know when i lose my wallet i should be able to claim and pray for myself that the wallet shows up right and you know funny thing is i always find it but the fat chance it's in the pocket of the pants that i left it in yeah. or you know something <laughs> like that it's it's not like the universe transported it anywhere or anything like that sure. i just feel well, lucky physical because reality. it didn't end up in the hands of a miscreant you know Right, so, well, but there's there's physical reality, right? I mean, the wallet did not warp into uh, you know some other dimension. At least that doesn't seem likely. Uh, so there's certain rules that, by which we're playing here on uh, the the planet, and that is you know gravity and time. I mean, there's certain things that you can't avoid that no amount of praying or speaking tomes or words. But or I do think that change. there's an aspect of luck in life, you know, chance, if one wants to call it that. And if uh, and, and humans have always wanted to. Well, then you don't believe in predetermination or anything like that. Then. Not really. But uh, mm. but when you start talking about karma like he was just now. Well, wait, th- if you don't believe in predetermination, then you can't agree that it was programmed at some point back in the past. You can't you oh, can't no, oh, say yeah, that predetermination would require what I do in the future, not the pro- not the creation of the, the universe. That's what that is. And predetermination and, and, you know, and free will are really big issues inside of religion that are, yeah. when you start delving into them, holy crap, they're difficult. 800-259-9231. More coming up here and your calls as well. What's your belief system? Welcome to tell us all about it. Jeremy in Montana is going to do that here in a moment. And uh, we'll talk to you about anything you want. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then you uh, can go and shop at the Free Talk Live store. We've got T-shirts, we've got hats, hoodies, and more, including uh, also... We've got DVD Classic Archive Collector Sets. Get Season 1 and Season 2, the very beginning days of Free Talk Live, archived on DVD for you. Uh, Go on to store.freetalklive.com. Load up your shopping cart. That's store.freetalklive.com. Are you remodeling your kitchen or bath? Well, now you can purchase knobs, poles, and faucets at wholesale prices and, at the same time, support a business that supports Free Talk Live. 
internobs.com. Save 10% on your order by using the code FTL at checkout. That's internobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs, pulls, and more at internobs.com. We're in the middle of a conversation theological conversation that was started by a, a simple email that got me to correct or clarify my position that I made over the weekend, and it's kind of spun off into just talking about the issue of, uh, you know, whether there is or is not a God, and what is God, and, you know, all kinds of different uh, venues here, and of course we want to hear from you as to your thoughts. We'll continue our discussion here, but we'll, let's go to Jeremy uh, on the line in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, good evening, fellas. Um, one of the problem, and I don't want to single out any religion in particular, but one of the problems I do have with uh, Christianity, I mean, there's a few of them. I mean, first of all, if God supposedly created Adam and Eve as these perfect people, I mean, and I created them, I'm trying to put myself in God's place here. Um, I mean, if a snake came up and tried to, you know, hurt one of my people or Satan came up and done something that's going to pretty much uh, put an evil heart or sinful nature in my people for a long, long time or forever, then I think as God, I would have had to come down and kill that snake. Yeah, why would he let it happen? Why would he, uh, you know, let he who is all-powerful allow Satan to even fall from grace in the first place? Why not just... Just get rid right. of the guy. I, I, you know, I've always found the Adam Eve story to be disturbing. Anyway, it's it's kind of like uh, you know, Adam and Eve were the only people in the garden. God puts the tree of the knowledge of the fr- the, the fruit of knowledge of good good and evil in the garden. If they eat of it, they shall surely die. He puts that out there. It's like putting, he's a trickster. It's it's like, and then he puts a bunch of other trees out there. It's like putting little b- balls of hamburger around your kitchen floor and putting rat poison in one of them and telling your dog, "Don't eat that one." Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then you know, but they can eat all the rest of them. Yeah. It, it just. It, I, I and never like uh, that story. And God also uh, tells us not to kill. Yet he puts it in the heart of men, and God wills it to go over and kill a bunch of. Islam tells us not to murder. Well, look in their own book, though. I mean, he uh, he also just, uh, just wiped out the entire population of the world. They, he flooded the entire planet, if you believe that particular story. And that's that's huge. Right. That's multiple genocide. follow somebody that tells you not to do something yet does it himself? Well, the, uh, the Christian religion is is so deeply flawed. We could go on for, for probably for hours just nitpicking it to death. Jeremy, thank you for the call I w- tonight. I want to believe. I'd like to be able to believe and know that there's a religion where I could have eternal life, but then again, sometimes I'm miserable and not so sure I'd like to live forever anyway, so... Well, if there's an eternal life, likely it's better than this one. Probably true. <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy, for the call. 800-259-9231. Earlier, the, the email had chastised me for calling, uh, for being kind of rude uh, to to religious people, just in general, and I'd, I'd said that, you know, I thought that some of the things they do are, are very silly. Uh, some of the not just not just the belief system, but the actual you know the clothing and the the the, uh, the lighting of the candles and all the circumstance and the pomp surrounding the re- the the religion, various different religions. I find to be to be very silly, and it's fine to have a you know it's fine to have your belief system and do the things you want to do. I, I would never stop you from doing it. But we were talking about this idea of of pantheism, which. 
from what I can tell, is pretty accurate as far as um, my belief system. I believe, uh, as you do, Mark, the, this, what do you call it, the science of the mind thing? So, where, uh, yeah, that's uh, or uh, new thought is another word for it. But The, the idea that we're, we're all essentially God, basically. All of us are gods, and we are here on the, the leading edge of thought, creating whatever it is we want to create for ourselves. And, right. and, and some people get it confused and, and it, not even confused. There's different levels of belief of how much your mind can create. Like in the science of mind religion, it wouldn't be too far, too crazy for me to say and claim for myself a Ferrari and the Ferrari should show up. Bam. Or different people believe it in different different ways. I'll have the, 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 the path cleared for me to earn the money, to get the Ferrari, or mm-hmm. something will happen. And those, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's different levels of faith and what you choose to believe in these things. And I, I think that um, the reason I wanted to, to, to tie these two together is because some people could look at that and they could say, well, that's silly, too. You know, oh, that belief system's silly. You can just believe in a Ferrari and, well, poof, it shows up. Well, uh, no, well, now hold on. The difference between, I think, a significant difference between that particular viewpoint the, the belief in the, the law of attraction versus uh, the other religions and the silly things that, that I think that they do is that there's no real harm that can come from this particular belief system. It's very self-empowering. It's very, you know, you can create what you want for yourself. You can live whatever kind of life you want to live. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. That's very empowering, whereas many religions are very disempowering. Well, where many there's, religions there's say, a counter-argument you can't to do this, you can't do that, you shouldn't do this, or else, and behave. I agree with what you're saying. And it, if you believe it to the level that I believe it and to the level I believe that you believe it, that's so. But if a person believes that they can create uh, reality with the, the, their thoughts and their, their speaking, then they could say, I'm not going to go get this cancer checked because I I believe in magic. You know that. Do you understand? Uh, like it could, del- you could delude yourself by believing I, that you, but simply by thinking. Something I've got my leg cut off by this train, but I don't need to go to the doctor. I can just speak the uh, the the arteries to close up, and the blood will stay in me. Do you understand? Like there's uh, yeah, there's, certainly... there's a level of danger for yourself, yeah. and perhaps you could endanger others near you for, by this. But, but wars but won't that... be fought over this, and people won't be hurt by government. Great over this. point. Great point. But even that said, Mark, I I, I certainly agree with you that you chop off your leg you're not going to believe in your capillaries into closing. I believe I'm going to the hospital is yeah. what I believe. But to be fair <laughs> though, to be fair, there are some really amazing recovery stories out there uh, remember the, the creator of Dilbert remember we talked about him? Mm. He had a, a debilitating condition which I believe affected his brain to where he was n- no longer able to speak I, I have to pull up the story because it was so amazing and so inspiring that you know the doctors were telling him, well Sorry, bud, you're screwed. You know, you're going to have to live like this for the rest of your life. And he didn't believe the doctors. He believed that he could get better. And sure enough, he did get better because he believed it. And there was no real explanation for it. So there are stories like that. And some of them are, are by real credible people like uh, like Scott Adams uh, from the Dilbert comics. So how do you explain that stuff? Well, your your brain does have some level of control over your body. You're so damn right it ar- does. Right. So arguing that... You know, whether you have a strong will to live and a desire to say, I think it's pretty common knowledge that people who are are going to fight the disease and believe they can get better have a much better chance of recovery. I don't know that that proves that you have, you know, any kind of magical... I didn't say it proved anything. Right, right. Right. Well, here's, and but here's it the doesn't mean you can influence that, something outside your body. We can't the, prove any of this. Here's the blanket statement that comes from uh, atheists every single time, which is, well, it's the it, it's the placebo effect. 
anything that they can't explain, you know, from from that a- aspect. Well, goes explain under the-, the damn placebo effect. I mean, it's pretty powerful, isn't it? it? So it is. Yeah. So so the uh, this this particular viewpoint, this sort of pantheistic uh, science of the mind, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, belief in the universe, law of attraction viewpoints, very positive. It's very uh, empowering. It doesn't tell you. It doesn't try to control your life. It doesn't tell you that you need to adhere your life to some certain pre-written set of strictures or rules in order to advance into whatever the next level might be. It says that you're here now to do what you want, create what you want for yourself, and you can have what you want. I mean, what could be better than that particular viewpoint? I think it's. I think it's really great. To be honest, my my personal belief is. I would call myself a humanist, but it's not that I believe that people are gods. It's it's just that I believe that we're pretty much the closest thing that we know of to a divine being. We what seem would it take to be to, the most what, intelligent what beings. If, what if we uh, reached immortality? Would you then define us as gods? What, um, what pr- uh, parameters would I have the, to be met? I know the robot bodies have a big appeal to you, Ian, but... They're I, coming, man. I don't think that simply because... First off, I don't think you'd actually be immortal... You would die of some kind of accident, most likely, after the first couple thousand years. So you'd live as long as a lot of large trees. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't think that necessarily means you're a god. Um, What if you could download your consciousness onto the internet? That still, I still wouldn't say you're a god. That'd be cool. But then you might be, then you might be immortal at that point, as long as just because you live forever. I I have a very uh, set definition of what a god is, and to me, a god. God created the universe or in some way governs it. Um, and I don't think that just because you find a way to live for a really, really long time, you're a very smart monkey, in my opinion. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you're the Alpha and the Omega. 800-259-9231. Sam in Texas is on the line. He's uh, kind of our resident law of attraction expert. We'll see what he has to say here in a few moments. Coming up in hour number three, you can take control. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. The Cynic says... I started losing my hair, and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The Believer says, I started using Avacor two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA-approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Evacor and receive Boost just for trying Evacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Last hour talked quite a bit about various different things theological and uh, ended up the uh, the remainder the, the last portion of the conversation we we're talking about the concept of pantheism or science of the mind or the law of attraction and uh, nick here in the uh, the room is our resident uh, atheist and skeptic i still like the term atheist you were because- an atheist 
20 minutes ago, yeah, so I don't I, know that you're... I still like the term atheist, but I don't know if it's totally descriptive of my belief system anymore, whereas panth- pantheism is, seems a little bit more descriptive, but at the same time, not completely descriptive. Anyway, uh, I, I love this whole law of attraction thing. We've got Sam on the line in Texas, and he is also a, a law of attraction believer or fanatic, or I don't know how you would describe yourself, Adherent? Sam, but, but here you are, <laughs> Adherent. I'd say student. Student. Would be a good word. That is a good one. And I, I, I would say you've probably been studying a little longer than I have. So uh, your comments so far, sir, and then uh, I've got a question for you. Sure thing. Uh, yeah, I've kind of been waiting to spring my uh, theory of multiple universes on you guys, and uh, I think the last segment was the perfect one to do it. Uh, but before I get to that, let me explain a story that I saw that compared humans to computer games, and I think it kind of explains um, how we can, there can be things out there that we just don't even comprehend, but it doesn't mean that they don't exist. Um, this, this game took one of the uh, computer games, I think Populous, where you have little people and you build islands and make them do things and they fight each other. Are you guys familiar with that? I'm familiar with games of that genre, yes. Like yeah, where you're basically playing the god and... Uh, all the little people in there are characters of the video game doing different things that you direct. So it, it asks the question in the story, could you become one of the characters in the game? And the answer is really no, because your consciousness couldn't shrink down to that level of predefined choices and possibilities and opportunities and so forth. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, you, we are more complicated than the characters in the game. Exactly. So your consciousness just wouldn't shrink to fit into that. So in the same sense, um, to them, you are God because, you know, you, you control their life by the turning the power switch on and off. You control time. You control, you know, everything about their universe. So really, um, I think that applies to kind of us as well in that where we are right now is somewhere along the scale of, computer games as they evolve and we're only beginning to understand some of these concepts very interesting so here's uh, my question you guys for you. completely or no i i follow you i'm there Nick? Uh, oh okay. i follow i don't know that i necessarily <laughs> so you, agree but i see the point you're making okay so now you've talked about the parallel universes before and there's scientists that are saying maybe they exist and it's a possibility and i've talked about time uh in this context of, you know, there is only now the present moment, everything beginning to end is happening right now in this instant. So what if all of these infinite parallel universes where all of the different possibilities for the universe have played out, there's, you know, an infinite number of them already exist and they're all happening right now. So in that in, in that other alternate universe, you know, uh Bob Dole could be the president. Uh, I'm a black kid with uh, with uh, my pants down around my butt. And, and you know, Sam, you could be in a jail cell. So, I mean, anything could happen, right? That's what you're suggesting. There could be all this, an infinite amount of uh, possibilities. And if you're there saying are an it, infinite amount, then all of those things have happened. Right. Here's the, here's the difference, the, the context shift I want you guys to make. You're thinking of them as like these different static places that you would have to travel to. What if instead it wasn't like that? What if with each conscious choice, decision, thought that you have, you take actions that move you from one universe to the next, and we're all 
moving through these different parallel universes right now with every decision, and that's how it all works because each person through his own choices and his own thoughts travels through the universe where the things he focuses on uh, manifest. That's pretty cool. I like that one. Well, since there's an infinite amount of universes and a finite amount of people, wouldn't I be able to make choices that would end me up in a universe where no one is? Possibly, but again, Mark... Uh, it's the the idea of you know could I make a Ferrari appear in my driveway you know just by thinking about it the universe that would be one of those infinite I, possibilities <laughs> I'm familiar well, there's, a, there's a big gap between there and you may not be able to jump you may have to travel through several choices or several parallel universes to get there well Sam I'm familiar with this theory actually and the way I had heard it proposed. And it may have actually been discussed on Free Talk Live some time ago. I don't remember if it was here, but I've had the discussion. Um, the idea that I've heard is that every physical possibility that could exist, every choice you could make, you do make, but the you that made that choice is in a different universe, is the idea. So it splits off Ooh, every, right. every instant you make the choice. Right. Yeah, I think that's kind of aligning with what I say, and if it's not, jump back in, Nick. No, it sounds to me like that's what you're saying. Yeah, your each thought that you make, you put you into a different universe, and so literally you're creating and manifesting the world around you through your choices, and then life becomes really the, the ultimate video game where any ending is possible. Exactly. Yeah, it becomes exactly what you were looking for. Exactly what you were looking for. Exactly what you believe you can have. And if you believe that all you can have is just a piss poor existence and um, you know being addicted and in pain, then that's what you're going to get. But if you believe otherwise, you may get elsewhere. You know, I think that um, what you're pointing out there, Sam, actually answers the question I was going to ask because our board op- our board operator had a question. He said. Uh, we were talk- I, was ta- I mentioned the law of attraction to him, and he went and read a little bit about it, and he came back with this. He says, my question is how this affects interaction with another person. If the law of attraction says you can have whatever it is that you want, what if you've got directly conflicting views? You both can't possibly get what you want. Say you, for instance, want the, uh, the, you know, the top position of the company that you're in, for instance. Only one person can get that position. But now you're saying that if the, uh, if the alternate universe thing is true or the infinite universe... It's the option, many worlds interpretation. The many worlds interpretation of what? I, look, that's the what universe? it's called. Of, okay. of existence. If the many worlds uh, interpretation is true, then does that answer his question? Uh, y- yes, and I also I think the, the fact that Sometimes we don't realize what we're asking for could also come into play. Right, and and the, we're, sort of the we're not conscious. Go ahead, Mark. The focus, and, and one might call it faith. Um, another might call it focus of who wants it more. Uh, exactly. I mean, you know, if I've been preparing all my life to, uh, you know, win the uh, the figure skating competition, and then some other guy wants to win the figure skating competition, I want it more because I've been, uh, you know, competing all my life. This other guy just strapped some skates on yesterday. But wouldn't that okay? But that wouldn't that only be acceptable in the single universe theory? In that, if you've got three entities, let's say it's uh, Mark, myself. We both work at the same company, and Sam, you're the owner of the company. So, Sam, you'd be the decision maker, inevitably, on who uh, would get that promotion to the CEO position. And Mark and myself really both want it really badly. Uh, it would then depend on who wanted what the most. You know, do all three of us do? Do I want it more than Mark? And what do you want, Sam? And how does that all factor in? Whereas the alternate universes or the many worlds theory says, well, I can have it, and Mark can have it too, and everyone can have what they want. Yeah. So 
the idea is that the consciousness uh, would travel off into the universe where that did happen, where the decision did go the other way. And that's why, you know, when you think of time, think of it as just the present moment. Everything, all of the different possibilities are all happening right now, start to finish. Mm. You know, it, it's all been done. And really what we are is potentially just these... Um, this energy, this life force, I don't know how to describe it, but other than to just say this energy that travels around and uh, gets to experience whatever it wants to and create whatever it wants to in the world. Well, it's vibration, right? I mean, because I mean, everything we interpret is vibration. The, the sounds we hear are vibrations. The, the sights we see are vibrations, right? Would that be an, an appropriate word? I think so. Uh, more with Sam here in a moment. Hang on, dude. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Is there any evidence for all this? Well, quantum mechanics is kind of interesting. It suggests the infinite universe or the many worlds theory from what my basic rudimentary understanding of it. But is there any real evidence to any of this? Not really. It's just interesting to think about and very self-empowering, the idea that you can have what you want. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And they include the Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo. To prove they listen to the show, just go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about at shrine.freetalklive.com. In Chapter 5 of Freedom Engineering, an online anarcho-capitalist adventure series, Tad Galahad catches something in his spam can. Go to freedom-engineering.com. That's freedom-engineering.com and find out what that might have been. 800-259-9231. We go back to Sam in Texas talking about the law of attraction. And and I I realize we've been discussing this and we didn't really stop down and, and define it. So, Sam, what is the law of attraction? Uh, it's, you can describe it a number of ways, one of which might be um, just the idea that your thoughts are energy, that you yourself, that if you go down to a small enough level, are just energy that's vibrating and um, taking up space in the universe. So the idea that as you think, you manifest and change that energy, it manifests and change, changes the universe around you, and all the time you're creating and getting exactly what you want. Everything that, so we, uh, everything that we see around us, uh, you know, the pen that is sitting on my desk, uh, the, the monitor here, it, it was at some point someone's thought. Someone thought of all of these things, and they became real because they put their minds to it, and they created using the natural resources and the wealth that had already been created to create new wealth. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, you really do think yourself into reality in, in that way. Sam, how did did you come about this particular viewpoint? Because for me, it was kind of a a process. I think a lot of my, um, a lot of the axioms in this belief system came to me through learning the sales process uh, when I was in when I was in network marketing. That's when I I picked a lot when I picked a lot of it up, and so I sort of picked up these uh, little bits of wisdom over time, and eventually, at some point, I, I just you know, I guess when the uh, the student is ready, the teacher appears, uh, and yeah. at, at some point the uh, the the path was opened, and it, it all sort of came together um, via certain uh, certain pieces of media out there that that were brought to my attention. What was your um, how did it happen for you? Uh, you're gonna love my answer, Ian. Mark, do you want to tell him where I learned this stuff? <laughs> Go ahead. 
uh, landmark. <laughs> Not landmark, but um, I did a different one that's in Dallas here called Millennium Three. That was. It's probably a little more in depth or a little more personal than Landmark gets, but that's it. This training really taught me how to um, take responsibility for my actions, for my life, for the things that I'm creating, uh, and and showed me how to really put it into practice by, um, you know, applying these principles and and gave me practice in doing that and going out and just creating things in the world that don't exist without any evidence, you know, like. When JFK said, man on the moon, end of the decade, he didn't have all the formulas figured out as to how he was going to do it and exactly that it would unfold that way. He just made a declaration without evidence and then did whatever it took to create that and manifest it in the world. And that's what this training I took really uh, taught me how to do. Now, I want to play devil's advocate because to me the idea sounds like free will coupled with the idea that you know what obviously what you do to affect a change in the world or ideas that you give to other people are things you had to think about first so i'm having a little bit of trouble seeing how this differs from simply believing that positive thought generally leads to positive action i mean that that seems pretty straight that's a very simplified version of the law of attraction sure i don't think that takes enough into account nick um really what you focus on will manifest and create and and just come into being and the way you're saying it just positive thought brings back positive things it it doesn't uh correlate any kind of connection between the two events and what i think i'm saying is that there absolutely is a connection okay well that we are saying too because then i don't necessarily disagree i i don't necessarily agree with what you're saying because to me, just because you believe something, even if it's very fundamental, doesn't mean you'll succeed in bringing that idea into reality. I mean, I don't think just because... Absolutely. I... And again, I think, you know, in, in a... Do you, do you believe that anything really is possible? Um, I believe that anything is possible, yes. Okay. So if you made a declaration and you didn't make it, does that mean that it's impossible or that you just didn't find the right way to get there? Well, that I didn't find the right, the right way to get there. The universe. Uh, right, but my understanding is that as long as I think it, and I mean, there's, I believe anything's possible, that doesn't mean I necessarily that's, subscribe. That's where, yeah. That doesn't mean I subscribe the to the theory that it exists. <laughs> I believe that... You know, unicorns possibly exist somewhere. <laughs> that doesn't, when I say possibly, that doesn't mean I believe that, yes, they definitely do exist <laughs> in a parallel universe and I can get to them simply by traveling through the universes. See, I'm more, I, I'm not even convinced, well, I believe it's very possible. Um, I'm not necessarily convinced that we move through universes. I, I, I don't see how, I mean, I ascribe to a single universe. I think you time, bring up an interesting space, point. Continuum. I think you right. bring an interesting point in about unicorns, the, fact or fiction? <laughs> well, right about about the unicorns. Unicorns. You know, think can you, about with what we're doing with genetic engineering and how easy it's going to be to create something like that. Right. Someone is creating, someone is creating unicorn, our own unicorn, genetic codes. Okay, but can I believe that there was a unicorn in 15th century Germany? Because yeah, well, I don't know. 
Well, that, okay. that would be irrelevant according to what according to what uh, Sam was saying. You know, time as far as uh, time is something that man has created to interpret the world around us, essentially. And so, all that we really have is the now and what we choose to do in in that now. So clearly, you, I mean, by by the belief system we're talking about, couldn't possibly manifest something into an existence in the past, right, Sam? Well, yeah. So I guess being where we are right now, the the four of our consciousnesses on the phone, if that's a word, um, we've all taken a certain path through the parallel universes to get to where we are. And we can choose to stay on the same one or relatively close ones, or we can diverge and go in completely different directions. Like I could move to South Africa and you guys could never hear from me again. It's true. I see, that, I see what you're saying, but I don't see how the practical application differs from saying that we live in one universe with one space-time continuum and that you have the free will to move to South Africa and we'll never hear from you again. The only difference is that the idea is that in a different universe, there's another Sam who, if you did who that... Who has moved to South Africa. Right. Yeah. That's the idea is that in a different universe, you did just make the decision to move to South Africa and we don't hear from you again. That's the only practical right. difference, and we would never be aware of that either way. So I just think, think I have trouble. Think about this, though. Oh, go in ahead. In infinite universes, I've moved to every possible place on the planet in this uh, right now, and it's it's already happened. Right, but because I don't. But... Time is just the present moment. Right, because there is no future or past. It's just uh, in the infinite universe things. It's just I, what's happening now. Oh, I understand the concept, but there's no way we could be aware of it if the multiple universe theory is correct. So I don't see how it practically correct. differs from saying, you know, you just oh, choose yeah, where I, you live. I think I agree with you there. Back to the video game. Yeah, it's just neat to think about. And Sam, I know and you've got some timecube.com. <laughs> Thank you for the call tonight, sir. Have fun with Bye, your uh, dance class. He goes and dances with a bunch of hot chicks there. I think. Yeah, tough life. Yep. Uh, eight hundred pictures of him. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Randy's on the line in Montana. We'll talk to him next. And your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. Ladies, you come first if you dial in. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us, and they include the bulletin board system. You can get interactive and discuss all kinds of different topics uh, with our listeners, over 2,000 of them. And over 350,000 posts for you to surf around through. Get interactive at bbs.freetalklive.com. It is free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festivals, better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th. And at Porkfest, you'll be able to see firsthand why New Hampshire is one of the country's best places to live, as well as meet activists who are already achieving success here in New Hampshire. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. I believe uh, Sam in Texas is actually going to be at Porkfest. So. And he's moving up for the Free State Project. He is, uh, as a matter of fact. So if you've got more questions for Sam, you can My get God, him in person. Are you telling me somebody from the south, some, someplace as far as Texas, can handle the weather up here? We're from the south, Mark. I know. We're from Florida. All right. Let's continue. Uh, Randy is on the line in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Randy. Yes, sir. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I just want to say this real quick. I uh, 
I always feel a lot better about me after I've heard you guys' show. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or not. It's it, not. Oh, okay. It may or may not be, I, but I'll tell you what, I, you, what, you're, what you guys are hitting tonight is, I mean, you guys are all across the board, man. That's cool. Hey, man. Okay. Glad you're enjoying it. That, that's, that makes me feel good. I mean, whether it was a backhanded uh, insult or a compliment, it as was. long as you're feeling good after you turn off this program, I I think we've done our job. It's just supposed to be entertainment. Yep. Well, I mean, you guys you guys hit everything that's uh, interesting. You know, that uh, Danby guy, that research guy that uh, went down to South America and wrote that book called Cosmic Serpent. I don't know it. Yeah. After he uh, he uh, partook of uh, ayahuasca. What is well, that? I'm, Sounds ayahuasca. like some drug. Is that a, a, cact- a cactus? It's uh, it's two vines that they boil together and it's a hallucinogen. Hmm. Now I uh, you know I, I read the book uh, shortly before I did uh, peyote with the Indian medicine man from the uh, Native American church. If you're gonna do peyote, you got to do it with a medicine man. Well, I did, and it was interesting. Uh, Twelve hours. Wow. <laughs> yeah, sir. Um, so, how do you feel? I mean, what were you going to say? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say what you guys were talking about: cause and effect, God's judgment, reward, self determination, predestination, karma, whatever you want to call it. It's just the same thing, but in a different name. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Well, but but it goes back, going back to what we were saying before. The world's religions are designed to control. They're designed oh, to, yeah, set a, sure. to set a, a, a group of rules out there and, and demand that people adhere to them at the punishment of eternal brimstone, for instance. Uh, whereas what we're talking about is a very positive concept, a, a very empowering idea, the idea that you can do whatever it is that, uh, that you want to do, and you don't have to worry about some supreme being holding judgment over top of you. So I think there is a, a difference to, to be noted. Yeah, I'm not... And I'm not sure why they do it. If if it's to protect the, uh, uh, I don't know, to protect the uh, the sheep, or or because they want the power, or exactly what? I'm sure it's above. Or it could be both. It yeah, could be one or the other, that, or both. It could be ten of the things that I can't even see. Sure. But whatever it is, you know, the whole free will thing is free will is designed so that you can change your mind. And if you had self-determination or predestination, uh, your free will is there to say, "Yeah, you can, you can change your mind." Isn't that uh, what was the uh, show and their their parameters? So, uh, Star Trek that you don't mess with uh, someone's free will. Oh, the Prime Directive. The Prime Directive. That's yeah. exactly right. Now, I thought it was a wonderful. Thing. Yeah, that's, that, that, I, that was one of the things that I really did like about Star Trek. But be, yeah, the, the, the thing I don't like about Star Trek is there's kind of it's kind of a commie thing. Like well, it's very militaristic. Yeah, well, there's also very oh, communal yeah. kind of themes in in that show. Like there's no money. For instance. Yeah, I agree with that. This sort of thing, uh, the thought uh, thing to get you to you know wherever you're going. It's just a true story. But we're living in a three dimensional universe and. Uh, Maybe it's more than three dimensions, but you can't tell the rest of them. Randy, any other thoughts? I think, yeah, I think some people can. Read Cosmic Serpent. Do yourself a big favor and read that book. It's really wonderful. I appreciate the suggestion. Action action leads to reality. That's good stuff, man. 
and all is. I mean, all is. You know, we're talking about, uh, well... Well, all that is has certainly never been before. I mean, we're here right now, uh, the, the leading edge, all of us thinking the things we're thinking and doing what we're doing. No one's ever done this before, so we're, we're pushing on into the unknown and expanding as the, uh, as the universe expands at the same yeah. time. Exactly. I mean, a few hundred, well, a few thousand years ago, uh, you know, now I believe in creation, and I also believe in evolution. I, I believe that our, I, we got, I think we got pushed along different uh, parameters, and, you know, probably sometimes harshly, other times, you know, just uh, for help. But uh, a few thousand years ago, I mean, we were eating bananas. <laughs> Thank you for the call Pretty tonight, much. Randy. Yeah. Appreciate hearing Take from care. you. 800-259. Yes, sir. 800-259-9231. I just, it just warms my heart to know that Randy feels good <laughs> when he turns off Free Talk Live every night. That somebody out there is enjoying all this yeah. talk about yeah. it. <laughs> uh, no, about whatever. I mean, he said any time that yeah. he listens to the show. So uh, let's continue with your calls. You can bring up anything. We go to Kevin in Minnesota. You're on Free Talk Live. Kevin Hello, in Minnesota. Guys. How are you doing? You, you actually live on an Indian reservation. Have you ever tried the peyote? Um, actually, I live near a reservation. Un- unfortunately, uh, I'm having some land issues of trying to build a home on my reservation. And uh, I have not partaken in a peyote. Mm. And uh, I actually would really like to partake in that ayahuasca. And I have read the book that the last caller just called and talked about. What a coincidence. Yes, very phenomenal book. And it's really interesting that out of the thousands and thousands of different plants that are there in the jungle, these native peoples, were, they knew to take one plant and another plant, and by the combination of, them, of the two plants, one plant was able to open up a receptor in our brain, which basically opened up a door between the realms of consciousness and subconsciousness, and the Damn. other one was able to shove us through it. I think I've actually seen this. I'm trying to uh, to pull it up over on Arrowhead. I think I've seen the name of it before. A Y A H U A S C A. Ayahuasca, you say. Ayahuasca. Very interesting. I'm going yep. to look into this. How can and, uh, I get my hands I mean, on it? Is it is it illegal? The, the psilocybus and stuff like that, and you know, pretty much every yeah. Native American culture around the world was known to uh, use some type of. Uh, herbal remedy or, or something to um, communicate better or get closer to what they believe their higher power was. And a really interesting thing is to look into St. Nick, uh, St. Nick and his growing of the psilocybus under the fir tree and that the gift under the Christmas tree was um, manna. Or mushrooms, yeah. You're telling me that the... Uh, the, <laughs> the, the hold on, the, did the Israelites uh, walk around the desert eating nothing but shrooms for... Saint well, Nick was a Catholic-created San, um, saint. Santa Claus yeah, gave out a, shrooms to people? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, he was a saint in... Um, I don't remember offhand where it was, but there was a saint named Nick that hmm. actually was a monk or a priest or a Jesuit or something like that, but... Uh, he partaked in psilocybus, and this is what some people claim is the present under the tree, because if you look <laughs> at the best place where psilocybus grows is under the fir tree. Hmm. Interesting. I had no idea. Where did you learn that? Um, that actually, there's a, um, oh, what is the gentleman's name? 
Just more uh, curiosity than I anything. I think it's called something like uh, Christmas and the Magic Mushroom or the Magic Mushroom and Christmas, something like Good that. times. Kevin, thank you for well, the call tonight, sir. We appreciate the info. And, you know, the Christmas tree was a Nordic tradition and so were shrooms. So, really? Well, berserkers ate mushrooms of some kind, so it's assumed, yeah. So I'm wondering if there's a connection there, because those traditions sound like they both came from Northern Europe. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Even in these remaining moments, just enough time for your call. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want, toll-free, even in these remaining moments. Maybe enough time for your call at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you enjoy the program, you like Free Talk Live, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go to amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, that's amazon.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live will get a cut. We'll get a percentage of anything that you buy. There are 41 categories. You can even buy used items. Free Talk Live will get a cut as long as you enter through that link. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We continue here uh, with your phone calls about whatever you want to talk about. Rich is on the line in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live, Rich. Hello. How you doing? What's on your mind, Rich? Yeah, I want to talk about how the Constitution is being ignored. Sure. Yeah, um... Are uh, you familiar with the Emergency War Powers Act? Not really. Okay. In 1933, FDR uh, revised the Emergency War Powers Act, okay, because of the economy, the Depression then, okay? And uh, the president wears two hats. One is commander-in-chief, you know, like the military dictator. Right. The other is the president of the United States, where he's sort of the Democratic leader of Congress. Okay. Under the Emergency War Powers Act... The commander-in-chief takes precedence. So when FDR revised the Emergency War Powers Act, uh, by the way, it's never been rescinded since 1933. So I can't imagine why they would rescind it. Uh, it sounds like something the president would surely want. Well, you know, he's just a temporary hireling. You know, and his, his bosses, you know, he's got his own bosses. Okay. Um, so... It's never been uh, rescinded. Essentially, we've been under the state of martial law since 1933. So okay. these are the these are the roots of uh, the legal roots of of why and how the Constitution is being ignored. Um, and it, but don't you think they ignored the Constitution? But hold on a second. I mean, I see where you're coming from, and I'm not de- I'm not denying that what you're saying is true. But don't you think the Constitution was also violated prior to 1933? I mean, come on. The war between the, the states? I mean, the Civil War? That's clearly... Uh, yeah, that, that was a, the first thing. Yeah, we saw Lincoln when he uh, suspended the writ of habeas corpus. I mean, uh, that was sort of the, uh, the first, um, the, the first uh, avenue there. Right. Um, All I'm saying here is I don't think you can necessarily ascribe it to one particular piece of uh, of legislation that these people in D.C. have written. They've been they've been urinating all over their own constitution for as, as long as it's been in existence. Right. And I, I also don't think that there's um, like there's no. It, why is the Supreme Court ruling on the constitutionality of uh, things still if the Constitution's been suspended? To put up a, a facade. Right. Perhaps? That's what because that's what it is. It's a facade, and I don't think that we needed well, a, a a piece of legislation but, passed by FDR. Yeah. In order to, for politicians to seek well, power. See, that's how they can. That's how they can do all these presidential decision directives 
and um, you know the executive orders and all this because. But isn't it possible they can just do it anyway? Because nobody's telling them otherwise. Right, they can just do it. They don't need a piece of paper telling them they can, although they can certainly create that if they would like to, if that makes them feel better about what they're doing. Oh, well, we've got this piece of paper called the War Powers Act that says we can. Okay, well, whatever. They can do it because they've got the guns and they're in charge. Right, that's and, the real uh, there's fact. nothing we can do about it because we don't have the guns and we'll go to jail if we don't obey. Well, my real question is, obviously, they couldn't over... I mean, even if you're... We assume that they did try to use the War Powers Act... Um, to override the Constitution. Statutory law doesn't legitimately override the Constitution anyway. So, I mean, th- you can't... What do you mean the- statutory law? Come on. U.S. Code? They can't just pass a law that says the president has unconstitutional powers. That doesn't make those powers constitutional. Well, you see, the, the problem that, with the U.S.C. They're just ignoring the Constitution. The problem with the U.S.C. is, you know, you've got the United States Code. You've got 50 titles. It's like this huge set of encyclopedias. And every, like, two or three years, the uh, government lawyers go, by, uh, go out and, and update this thing and change it and see that's not valid because it because well, government's it hasn't been, not valid. Uh, Congress hasn't actually created a, a law. But, you know, the fact is government's for, not valid, dude. I mean, right. it, the, the whole idea that these people can arbitrarily get together in Washington, D.C., sit around in a room, write some stuff down on a piece of paper, and then uh, declare that they are in control over everyone else in a particular landmass is completely invalid. So the whole concept of a government in the first place is invalid, if you really want to get down to what's invalid. Thank you for the call tonight, dude. We, huh? more bizarre. Go ahead. Go ahead. In sure. 1871... The, the United States government incorporated. So in 1871, it became, uh, you know, to limit their liability because, you know, they, the, the South had, was torched and all this, right? Okay. So it, there was, it actually became a corporation in 1871. Hmm. I don't know what to say to that, but, you know, certainly cities and, and towns are incorporated, and uh, we know that incorporating is just a legal fiction. It's just fantasies. Again, more people writing stuff down on pieces of paper. It's and how it, they use uh, sovereign immunity to to get their little bureaucrats uh, to, you know. Yeah, but sovereign immunity anything. only works because they've got a bunch of guns, right? Right. Like, we're immune because we say so. It doesn't really matter the pieces of paper that they write all this stuff down on. What matters is their people willing to use force to get their way over our lives. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. Appreciate it. We go to uh, the Amp Line. And we talk to Keith in Pennsylvania. Oop, that's dropped. not Keith. Keith Keith is gone? Is this not so. Keith? Keith is gone. All right. Well, let's go to this here, amp line. Hello. Who's this? Hello. Hello. Who is this? That's this Keith. is Keith. Keith in Pennsylvania. What's on your mind? I got disconnected. What's up? Yeah, I wanted to talk about the law of attraction. Yes, sir. Um, I, I'm kind of uh, in the same uh, same frame of mind as Nick. Mm-hmm. I believe in uh, one one universe. I think the, multi, the multiverse theory is uh, a nice theory, but it... This universe is the only one I really care about. Sure. And uh, this is my objective reality, the one that we're living in. I'm with you. Um, no doubt about it. I'm with you. Okay. But I also I also see that humans have a blind spot, and it ha- it has to do with the, the nonlinear nature of events. And Einstein used thought experiments to think about the speed of light and things like that. So I, I have a couple thought experiments I'd like to uh, get out real quick. Sure. By all um, means. Okay. One is um, the difference between a line of dominoes falling down. That's a linear progression. Right. It's very easy for us to think about that linear progression. And the other is uh, a uh, the, the, a rack of, of billiard balls during a break. Um, 
billiard balls can bounce all over the place. It's difficult for our minds to track all the different interactions of those billiard balls. And that's the, the billiard balls really describes how um, reality works. It's very nonlinear. We don't we, we only see a few uh, cause and effects. We don't see everything that happens. Right. And um, and that leads religious people uh, to to always ascribe the hand of God uh, acting in uh, a subjective interpretation of events. Right, and that was what I was trying to explain with, uh, you know, humans, mammals in general, uh, animals, um, you know, recognizing patterns and uh, ascribing things to those patterns. Did you hear that part? Right, yeah, I did. Okay. Now, I used to work with a woman who was very religious, and uh, one day she told me that uh, she was very depressed and she was driving down the road, and she saw a rainbow. And she she said that God put that rainbow there to, to cheer her up. And nice to me, that's... that's that's a uh, subjective interpretation of reality that, uh, you know, God put the rainbow there. And the, the, uh, the idea of, um, of this law of attraction kind of reminds me of that woman and her, her view of the world that, um, you know, you're interpreting uh, subjective, subjectively things happening. Um, there, there's no adding, doubt that the law of attraction cannot be scientifically proven. I, I don't think it. To me, it sounds right. like a lot of like psychology, basically, but it's trying to ascribe meaning to something that happened to you that may or may not be there. Just like the rainbow analogy, you know, the, that woman may have seen it, but even if we were to assume that there was a god putting rainbows places for people. How does she know it was for her? Maybe somebody who was having a much worse day than her. Well, she was. Right. You're, you're tying in a, what a religious lady said to the, the you know the law of attraction. The law of attraction is, is talking law, about. It reminds me of that. Right. It, it's, it sounds very mystical. It doesn't sound very rational. I, I see what you're saying, and uh, you know, to go back with what Sam was pointing out before, the suggestion is, and again, there's no science behind this. It's just a, a neat little explanation for the world. Uh, the idea right. is that everything that we see, everything we hear, everything we feel, it's all vibration. And Sam was suggesting that you know you can essentially vibrate into being what it is that you want for yourself. So law of attraction is more concerned with you you getting what you want on into your future. And I've I've seen evidence for it in my life in that I've decided what it was I wanted and I've gotten it every single time. Uh, so well, it's very true. If you, if you have a positive attitude, um, you will. You will, you know, interpret your reality in a positive way, and good things. You, you'll pick up on opportunities that you might have missed otherwise. And, and I think that's, and, uh, I think that's important, Keith. And what I'm wondering is, is, is part of having a positive attitude, sort of having a wonder about the world. To me, like, uh, you know, looking at things very rationally and skeptically, there's little wonder in that. Whereas I kind of like some of the idea of the wonder of the law of attraction. And Kevin, I'm, I'm afraid we're out of time, my Keith. friend. But if you want to continue, Keith, rather, if you want to continue the conversation, call us back. Some other time we appreciate it it's been ian here with you and nick and mark back tomorrow night freetalklive.com see you then dvd books music instruments periodicals computers software electronics photo cell phone office product home and garden bed and bath furniture kitchen pet supply automotive hardware apparel shoes jewelry grocery healthcare, sports and outdoors toys games used and more it's a department store at your fingertips amazon.freetalklive.com get all your shopping done a great deal delivery to your door and a percentage of your purchase will go to free talk live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.